This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Please be sure to subscribe and share with friends and family. To help support this ministry, please visit walkwiththeking.org forward slash donate. Thank you for listening. All right, thank you very much. And hello again, dear radio friends. How in the world are you? Yes, this is your friend, Dr. Cook, and I'm so glad to be back with you once again to share from God's Word. You and I are looking at Mark chapter 3, and we've just paused for a moment on 327, where our Lord Jesus said, No man can enter into a strong man's house unless he first binds the strong man. We've been talking about binding the strong man, Satan. Know you're in a battle. That was the first point. Recognize you're in a battle, but that Jesus is victor, and you can be victor as well. Having done all, that means when the dust is all settled, the battle's over, you'll still be on your feet, having done all to stand. And then learn how Satan has been defeated. They overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives unto the death. The last time we got together, we just were in the middle of talking about the word of their testimony. What is really the secret of overcoming Satan in the give and take of everyday conversations and circumstances? Simply this, have enough of the Word of God in your mind and memory that the Holy Spirit can crank it out when he, when it's needed. Your mind is a great computer, as you know, and if you put junk into it, it, you, it follows the, the computer person's uh, acronym, G-I-G-O, garbage in, garbage out, you know. But if you put the Word of God in it, in that computer, and if you memorize and then meditate on God's Word so that the Holy Spirit has a chance to apply it to your own life, then what? Well, in the give and take of everyday living, the conversations that occur where you can't plan what the other person is going to say because you don't know. Only God knows, and He can get you ready for it. In these give-and-take situations, when you're speaking with people and they're speaking with you, and things are happening and you have to respond to them, In that kind of an everyday life that we all have to live, the Word of God in your heart and mind is going to make a big difference, especially as you are combating the power of Satan, the prince of the power of the air. The Word of your testimony, two things. Number one, you are sharing something with people all the time. That's your testimony. You're sharing something. Whether it's a recipe for apple pie or uh, news about a bargain sale uh, at Gimbel's or whether it is conversation about some political matter, who won the election and why, or whether as a teenager you're talking about who's going with who and what can he see in her, you know, all the different things people talk about. In, in daily life, you are sharing something, beloved, with people all the time. You realize that. And because that is so, it is very important that you and I, because we're sharing anyway, whether or not we want it, it is very important because you and I are sharing something anyway with people, whether or not we intend to, it's important that we have the Word of God in our hearts so that we're sharing God's blessed Word as the Holy Spirit brings it to our remembrance. That doesn't mean, obviously, that you're going to be going around spouting uh, uh, Scripture verses at people. You're not supposed to be an automaton that just spouts scripture verses at people. That isn't, I believe, what God has in mind. But the authority of the ancient prophets was found in the phrase they used again and again, thus saith the Lord. Your authority is the word of God. And if you can base your action and base your motivation 
and base your interaction with people on the truth that you already know in the Word of God, you're going to come out a victor. You understand that? It's the word of your testimony. You're sharing something all the time. And it may well be that you've been just sharing of yourself and the old fleshly carnal nature and the old concepts and the old vocabulary. Now let's start sharing Jesus. Let's start sharing the word of God with people. Not just to quote scriptures, but to, but to share with them what God has said to us and what it has done in our lives as a result. The word of their testimony. Now, it also says in Revelation 12, 11, they, they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb. That's complete trust in the sacrifice of the Lord Jesus Christ on Calvary for you. The price is paid. The debt is forever paid. God's holiness is forever satisfied. The law is forever vindicated. Your record is forever expunged and made clean. Your conscience has been cleansed. And Jesus is Lord. That's all wrapped up in the blood of the Lamb. The word of their testimony is the second factor there. And that has to do with God's word hidden in your heart and mind, in the computer of your mind, thus affecting all your motives and all your decisions. And then it's your testimony. That is to say, the part of you that you share with other people every moment of every waking day. Let God be what you share. Let his spirit be what people feel uh, as they interact with you. Then it says, the third thing, they loved not their lives unto the death. And this is absolute commitment. They loved not their lives unto the death. That means I am going to obey God no matter what. It is passing that what we call point of no return, where you're not going to turn back because you've already made the decision, and that is that. They loved not their lives unto the death. If it costs me my life, I am going to be true to the Lord Jesus Christ. Bob Pierce, who is now with the Lord several years, leukemia finally took him, great heart for God, as you know. He told the story of what happened to the young man who had been the head counselor in the evangelistic crusade that Bob Pierce and others held just before the war broke out in Korea years ago. And this young man, after the communists took control of that area, was taken as a prisoner and was subjected to what we call trial by loudspeaker. He was he was handcuffed and then placed upon a raised platform uh, with the uh, with the uh, loudspeaker turned up to a screaming high decibel level and his interrogators and and tormentors screaming at him confess confess that you are a capitalist spy and so on and so on and he looked down witnesses who were there that day said that he looked down in the crowd and saw in that crowd people with whom he had prayed for salvation and people who were wondering now whether he was going to be true to the to the faith that he had helped them to espouse. Standing behind him all this while, there was a North Korean soldier with a forty-five uh, cocked and placed with its cold muzzle squarely at the base of his skull. See, the, the communist way of executing people is always... Uh, classic uh, the classic way of executing is a uh, is a bullet through the base of the skull and very frequently it's a 45 handgun that they'll use 
And so there was this soldier, standing behind him, the cold muzzle of that forty-five automatic pressing against the base of his skull, and the microphone screaming, Confess, confess, confess. And uh, they quieted the crowd. And he said, You ask me to confess, then I will confess. I confess that Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior and that he's the only way for salvation. He's the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by him. And he went on with giving his testimony of faith in Christ. And then a few seconds later, the officer gave the signal to the soldier standing behind him. And he pulled the trigger and that bullet crashed through the brain of this dear believer. Bits of blood and bone spattered upon the bystanders uh, nearby beneath the platform. And his lifeless body slumped to the floor of the platform, and he was with his Lord. They loved not their lives unto the death. He could have gotten by with something other than that, you know that. But he chose to be true to Jesus Christ, even though it cost him his life. Now, dear friend, nobody's shooting you or me at sunrise today, and I'm glad for that. I'd like to live a little longer, wouldn't you? And so in this culture, we are not taken captives and handcuffed for our faith. But the fact is that there are certain sacrifices that you and I face in this culture if we're going to be out-and-out Christians, if we're going to live for Jesus Christ. Loving your life, not loving your life, not loving your life involves certain sacrifices in this culture. It might mean being passed up for a promotion because the boss thinks you're too religious. It might mean being snubbed in the community because people think that, uh, well, these, these people go to church all the time. There must be something funny about them. See, nobody's going to shoot you today, probably. But you're going to find that there is a cost associated with being true to the Lord Jesus. The question then comes up, if indeed I am up against the opposition of Satan, and if he is constantly suggesting that there is an easier way than obeying God, if Satan's ploy from the very beginning has been and still is to say that you can do better for yourself by disobeying God and going your own way, if all of that be true, then what is my approach to be? Well, my approach has to be, Lord, I've given myself to you, and I'm not going to take back what I've given, and I'm going to be true to you no matter what it costs me. It may cost me a promotion. It may cost me the acceptance of friends and neighbors. It may cost me a date with this handsome ham that I've been wishing would pay some attention to me, uh, you may say as a young lady. It may cost me success, temporarily at least, cost me success in pursuing my doctorate because people say I'm too religious. I have to be willing to say, no matter what it costs me, I'm going to be true to the Lord Jesus Christ. A friend of mine told a story a good many years ago. He was called in by his boss and asked to do something which was patently dishonest. And he said to his boss, Sir, I, uh, I respect you as my boss and all of that, but this is dishonest and I refuse to do it. And his boss blew up and threw him out of the office and said, get out of here. And he thought, well, now that's it. I'll be fired. He went on to tell, however, in my hearing, uh, tell this story. He said within an hour or so, there was another call, said, boss wants to see you in his office. 
He thought to himself, well, this is it. He'll give me the pink slip and tell him, tell me I'm done. When he went in, boss said, sit down. And so he seated himself, and his boss said, I don't agree with what you said. But he said, I have to tell you, I respect you highly for your convictions. And I also want to ask you that if I die uh, before you do, I want you to conduct my funeral service. <laughs> well, the fact is, the man did die a few years later, and my friend did conduct the funeral service. And far from being fired, he was promoted in that particular business. Listen, you can defeat Satan by paying the price and saying, I don't care what it costs, I'm going to be true to the Lord Jesus Christ. Dear Father, today, make us victorious over Satan and sin and all of the hosts of hell as we live for Jesus, our blessed Lord. I pray in his name, amen. Till I meet you once again by way of radio, walk with the King today and be a blessing.